time to break down the game film and look at the X's and O's, the KO's and the O's from the world of sports. Bet Online presents All Balls, All Sports. Well, once again, today, uh, Gary Smith sitting in for uh, Adam and the crew, and I'm Jeff Cesario with this headline. Will the Lakers finally pop this Denver Nugget bubble uh, that has just been, has refused to burst? The Lakers are up 2-0 on the Nuggets. Now other teams have been up. The Jazz have been up. Clips have been up. Uh, up 3-1. Up 2-0, 3-1. And uh, and uh, they could not put him away, but it looks, at least according to the first two games, the other night was close, uh, 105-103. Denver made it again, but that's the kind of game I think the Denver Nuggets need to win if they're going to seriously compete with the Los Angeles Lakers because the Lakers look awesome. To me. They sure do. Uh, you know, that AD shot at the buzzer was an amazing, amazing clip. Uh, great on social media. You know, after uh, after the Clippers were vanquished, uh, famed Laker fan Snoop Dogg came out and said, uh, in response to the Denver Nuggets saying they deserve respect, we aren't the Clippers. Lakers are going to win in five. I'm going to take it a step further. After seeing game two, Lakers in four. We're going all the way, baby. Wow. Yeah, that may have been their shot. That may have been their chance. Although... Uh, boy, you know, Jamal Murray and, uh, and Nikola Jokic yeah, they're, played lights out. If they play lights out and the Lakers miss a couple or somebody stubs a toe or somebody throws up an air ball or they're just not in the mood, uh, Denver could at least win one. And boy, with that, you know, sometimes it's just a vibe to a team where you go, well, what happens now? What if it goes to one or even three, one? <clears throat> And you go, well, we got them right where we want them. That's the spirit the the Nuggets are going to have. Yeah, and I'll allow for that. I mean, I, I no, no, uh, no doubt that Murray and Jokic and that team is just gelling. You know, they they talk about hitting yeah. their stride at the right time in the season, and that team is is gangbusters. And clearly, that coach is. Uh, He's got something special. You know, you hear the guys in Golden State talk about him, and I yeah. clearly they have it. Uh, and yeah, speaking of, Mike Malone, you haven't heard anything about this guy really much in the national media. He's coaching the Nuggets. He's been there five years now. Um, he He's super smart. Assistant coach in the league for a while. I grew up in Queens, so you know he's tough. Uh, big stint with Golden State just before their big championship run. But Steph Curry, Draymond Green, those kinds of guys are giving him a lot of credit for that run of success they had. He, he was in Sacramento for two years. They let him go. They didn't see what Denver saw. Comes to Denver, takes them five years. They're solid last year. And now, wow, they're, yeah. just, they're just on fire. This coach deserves a lot of credit, Malone. Oh, absolutely. And so you take all those pieces and you put them together with that coach behind them. I, as much as I'm a Lakers fan and I'm going to you know, be bold and say we're taking it in four, I intelligently as a sports fan know that they could absolutely get off a win or two. I, I don't know if I see them getting off four, especially coming from down 2-0, but right. you know, look at how many times they've come back from 3-1. So it, anything's possible, but um, yeah, the, the, the Nuggets are a fun team. I think they've got a bright future. You know, the kid's like 22, Murray. Yeah, he's... Uh, I don't think he knows what it's supposed to feel like to be afraid. I think he's just going, hey, you know, 
Yeah. I spent a year at Kentucky. That's all they let you spend at Kentucky anymore. They don't even have four-year <laughs> yeah. majors at Kentucky. Exactly. So he just went, I'm ready. <laughs> they give them a six-month lease on their dorm over at Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, right. As a as an NBA fan, I, uh, I'm i elated that, that Murray's only 22 because uh, we have many years of, of great basketball to watch out of him, whether he stays in Denver, which would be a fun story, or he ends up going to one of these super teams, as seems to be the trend these days in the NBA. Um, it, it's going to be very fun to watch that kid's career. You know, and there's a lot of Eastern European guys like Jokic now in the league who have the perfect complement to these hard-charging American guards who yeah. come out of college here. It's perfect. I don't know what they're doing in Europe, but the game they're playing is all these little soft touch hooks. And, and you know, he can come in hard when he has to, but – he doesn't want to. He'd prefer to lob a you know a twenty four footer and have and have it just hit nothing but net. These guys have touch like uh, like nobody's business. Like Ernie DeGregor, you got to go back to guys like that yeah. who just have the you know Pete Maravich just not all net, just all touch. And and then and yet they're seven one. It's right. crazy. They're all over the league. Well, yeah, like you said. I mean, they've got the touch of you know of a of a you know a point guard, but they've got the size uh, to be able to post up Shaq, which is, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, they, yeah. they play with this finesse that we used to see out of, you know, out of shooting guards and, but then they can throw a body when they need to. And, you know, I wouldn't want to be on the wrong end of Jokic's uh, attitude. If that guy gets no. angry with you, you're, you're going to have a, a long distance down to that hardwood floor. I believe they're droids. Uh, I think Russia's behind the whole thing. I don't know what the mechanics are. I don't know what the computerization is. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> MMA. Here's uh, something we haven't covered yet. Yeah. Former Bellator MMA lightweight champ Michael Chandler has signed an exclusive contract with UFC as opposed to Bellator and will serve as a potential backup to the uh, highly anticipated lightweight title fight. In between, October, the UFC title fight. Sure, between Khabib now, and Nurmagomedov. You see a lot more. You watch a lot more of this than I do. I mean, I just watch this and I go, holy smokes. It's, yes. it's everything short of a knife. It's amazing to me. But this is a big deal because this is like the number one dude, essentially, from the other league coming over. Going to bide his time if he has to, but he's ready to go. Absolutely. So, yes, you're right. I do. I watch. I do like uh, the MMA quite a bit. I watch as much of it as I can. Um you know, it, it's hard to find an analogy that really works um, to call Bellator the minor leagues as compared to the UFC being the majors is not fair because Bellator does have world class talent, especially in recent years. They've been stepping up their signings and they've been signing away a lot of the stars from the UFC. Um, but it is undeniable that the UFC is where all the depth is. So right. are there top guys in Bellator, the champions in Bellator, who could fight the champions in the UFC and have very competitive, fun fights? Absolutely. But the difference is, is that in the UFC, those champions don't usually stay champions for long because there's 10 or 15 killers behind them working their way up the ranks. And every time they have a title fight, it's you're putting a lot on the line. Michael so Chandler. So the October fight is who and who? So that one is, so that one is uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov, who most famously, for most people probably, it was the uh, last guy to beat Conor McGregor. Um, since then he's, he's 29 and oh, he's, uh, he's an absolute phenom. He, uh, on the internet has probably got the most fame for the videos of him as a child when his father would have him wrestling a bear at age nine years old. 
uh, which uh, that's that's fun stuff. Um, but he's just Fortunately absolutely referred to as just Khabib. Yes, yeah. Most most, time, right? most people try not to try to avoid his last name. So who's he fighting? He's fighting Justin Gaethje, which uh, which he Justin Gaethje is a uh, he. Unlike Khabib, who's a wrestler, Khabib's uh, thing is he's going to take you to the ground and he's going to basically sit on your head and you're not going to be able to do anything. And it's, you know, for casual fans, that's not exciting. It's it's kind of boring, you know, within, you know, 30 to 60 seconds of the fight yeah. starting, he's going to drag you down to that mat and there's not going to be much happening. He doesn't. Well, that's why they came up with with pro wrestling with right. WWE is is make a uh, an Olympic sport that's exciting if your son is wrestling or daughter but outside of that you know not that thrilling right and they turned it into entertainment but you know those guys uh, especially you know uh, that whole block from eastern europe all the way through to like afghanistan uh, boy it's huge there so i can understand how a guy comes out of there and he's probably a star back yeah. in his own country Absolutely no, he's a he's super famous in his own country. But uh, sorry, your original question was about Gaethy. Uh, Gaethy is the opposite. He is going to stand there and he will have the bloodiest fights in the world. He's going to stand there and bang with you if he can. Now, the interesting thing about this fight is is Gaethy going to be able to stay on his feet? If he can, it could be uh, it could be interesting. He could give Khabib some fits because Khabib is not a boxer. You know, he's he's won all of his yeah. fights on his wrestling and dragging these guys down. But this story started with us asking about Chandler. So Chandler. Yeah. Now, how's Michael Chandler fit into this? Right. Is the is the UFC trying to push either or both of these two these two guys in the title fight to make sure they actually fight? Is, is this a move by UFC? It is a move, but I don't think it's the move that you just suggested. So, uh Michael Chandler, you know, as a back to my early back to my early analogy, uh, Michael Chandler is one of these all-time uh, Bellator champions who could come over and fight the champion in the UFC. I mean, he is that high-quality caliber. He has been a, U- a Bellator champion forever. So when he came over to the UFC, I think what they're doing is they're installing him as the backup just in case one of these guys gets injured because that is the the, uh. the wrinkle in MMA is these guys do get injured. You know, they're training for the fights. They're getting ready. Right. You tear an ACL. You, you trip. Something happens. It, it happens all the time. So I think what they're doing is they're basically putting Michael Chandler there and they're saying, look, in the unlikely event that one of these two guys gets injured, don't worry, fans. You can still buy this pay-per-view because we've got this other guy who you've been waiting to see in the UFC right. for a decade. He's going to step right in no matter which one of them gets hurt, and he'll fight for the title. Right, so right. it's a it's a protection of their pay-per-view vibes. And a uh, you know Michael, Michael Chandler absolutely deserves to fight for a title quickly. So even if that doesn't happen, no one gets injured, uh, Chandler will be fighting for a title, I would say. Uh, definitely within a year. Well, I tell you, uh, the way I would train is to uh, just go into a biker bar and say, um, yeah, I really don't like bikes. See what happens. (laughs) That's how you train for that. Let's go to the NHL because nobody else is. Yeah. Nobody anywhere is talking about the NHL. You got the Stanley Cup started with 24 teams. They're down to only two left. They're in a bubble in Edmonton, Alberta. Yes, this is the plot of the next Hunger Games. It's of all the sports, Gary, that I would have cut some slack for packing it in because of the pandemic. It would have been hockey. Hockey would have gone, Mazel tov. Just take the year off. Yeah. Start again next year. We understand it. I mean, and yet they keep going. They have dedicated fans, and it proves 
how much sports has now adapted, if I can, the show business model, which is you no longer need huge numbers. You just need to find your demographic, Mm -hmm. appeal to that demographic, and have them open their wallets. Now, you need huge numbers for television contracts and whatnot, but not so much even anymore. If you've got a demographic that's going to pay, that's going to buy your sponsors goods, you're in. And the NHL has kind of found that. Incidentally, it's the Dallas Stars and Tampa Bay Lightning tied one to one. But honestly, I had to dig under like major league lacrosse results to find that. But they don't care. They're firing away on all cylinders and NBC seems happy with uh, the television contract. Yeah, and you know you're you're right to your point. I when you go on ESPN, you got to click that dot 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 after the other sports, and then it's eighth down on the sub list. But you know, yeah. I I got to be honest. I think that the NHL did their bubble very well. They uh, I like the way it looks. You know, I was an NHL fan as a kid. Hockey was the sport I played, so I was a big NHL fan. And in my twenties, I sort of fell off. You know, they they had a few labor issues, and it's just you know yeah. I would catch it every now and then. But back during the bubble and the pandemic, I've been watching a lot of it. I've been loving it. They put up the extra video boards they covered all the seats which looked great you know they piped in a little bit of the fake noise to give you an illusion of of there being fans there they did it in a good way I, i think some sports are doing that poorly some sports are doing it great i think the nhl of all the different sports they might get my highest score on the uh on the scorecard as far as doing the bubble correctly i now is tampa bay dallas the most exciting final in the world it wouldn't have been the one I picked, but it's been fun watching them. It's competitive. You know, it's 1-1. It's, you know. Right. It's a little tough when you don't have a Northern Tier team in there. Just yeah, kind of that throwback feel for hockey. But here's what I think will pop it for hockey. Being a college hockey fan myself coming from Wisconsin is the broadening of college hockey and getting some – some uh, major programs involved. We just saw about five years ago, Penn State come into it with big money. That's the problem. It takes big money to establish. But now you got Penn State, Wisconsin, both Michigan schools and Ohio State and Notre Dame playing actually in Big Ten hockey. When that broadens out and maybe you get uh, an Iowa or Rutgers or you get Pitt coming in, maybe on the West Coast, you get Washington, uh, you know, you get one of the Oregon schools, you get even down, you know, anybody can build a sheet of ice if you got the money. So you get uh, uh, UCLA or USC or San Diego State or somebody down here coming in. Arizona has a really good program now. Yeah. And uh, maybe Arizona State comes up, or is it Arizona State? One of the two schools has a great college hockey program. It's Arizona. You're going to see this. When you get the marquee uh, big-time college program starting to weigh in on college hockey, that's the advantage hockey has, I believe, over soccer. They keep trying to shove soccer down our throats. I, I remember – I'm 100. I remember <laughs> growing up and them going, oh, we'll play hockey. You know, um, uh, we'll play uh, junior league hockey, and we'll play – you know." all the, uh, the, you know, junior high school hockey and high school hockey and then down into the peewee hockey. And, and that's how it'll catch on. What's been 50 years, it still really is. It has caught on again as a niche program and they've got their advertisers and they're happy with it. But in order to break out and become, you know, a major like basketball, uh, like like the NFL, like the NBA, like Major League Baseball, you're really going to have to up your game. And I think hockey may have an advantage because they can go to college route there. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, I, you and I will be watching, that's for sure. We, uh, we may not have anyone to talk about it with except each other, but we'll be watching. Right. 
That's all I'll be doing is, is I'll be, I'll be uh, uh, staring myself through an old folks home with a straw <laughs> and, uh, and watching a college and pro hockey. Uh, I believe that's going to do it for us. That wraps it up uh, for Gary Smith. I'm Jeff Cesario. That's all for all balls, all sports, all balls, all sports presented by bet online, your online sports book expert.